welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Good evening, Connor. How are we doing this week? I'm doing very well, Ben. Thank you very much. And how are you this evening? I'm I'm tired, to be quite honest with you. I'm, I've been being in the midnight oil. Uh, I've got too much going on. I need to scale it back a little bit. But, as always, I'm excited to talk Pokemon. It's I, This has become a staple for me. Like there's, there's a lot in my week that is in flux that can change. This is the one thing that is, is constant at the moment, and I love it. It is. It's a nice little break to just sit down and talk Pokemon with a good friend. Like That's the level we've got to now, and I really, yes. really like it. That's what I really like about it. Don't get me wrong, I know there's like editing mainly that you do um to get this onto um youtube and then obviously i do a little bit to get onto acast and whatnot but i like that with all the youtube stuff that that takes so much time and commitment this is actually quite easy in a way and like i say it's just a discussion and that's what i really really like about it well again as we proved when i came up uh to visit you in person you know, we finished the podcast and then went on to talk for another five hours about Pokemon. It's <laughs> not it hard great. for us. <laughs> no, it's not. Like the, it was absolutely fantastic because I don't think we actually we spoke about this um, on on the podcast. Is that you know you, you came up, we uh, recorded the podcast, um, and then I had to do a bit of you know dad duties, and then we went out for food and drinks with Lewis as well, and it was it was just naturally flowed. The com- conversation flowed. Um, and yeah, we just spoke about all things YouTube, Pokemon, and a, a few things about the local area as well, which was bizarre. But um, loved it, and it is—it's just a you know testament to our friendship. That it just you know, there's n- none of those awkward pauses of oh, okay, who, what can we talk about now? It just—it just flows. I love it. Now talking with you is very easy, and today we get to talk about something very, very exciting because Pokemon Day is on the way. It is nearly here, so. I have to, I have a confession to make here. Before this week, I didn't know Pokemon Day was a thing. Right. So, 27th of February is yep. Pokemon Day. Mm-hmm. I believe that is the first day that Pokemon released in Japan. Because, again, it was one of those, like, Pokemon Red and Green should have never been successful because it launched right at the end of the Game Boy cycle, took six years to produce, and then released in February. Which is like a death sentence for most yes. games. Um, but it has since become Pokemon Day. And over the last few years, at least, they've been working more and more to make that day special. Um, and very re- sort of, I was going to say very recently, but it's been four years now or so, at least, that they've been doing Pokemon Presents on Pokemon Day. So we're going to get some kind of announcement at least we expect to get some kind of announcement at the end of the month so we figured we'd talk about today what we expect to see yeah i think what what i think is probably the best way we we do this is maybe we break down what happened just briefly over the past couple of years because i i think we've come to the same conclusion of there are trends there are certain things that are on display or brought to the forefront every year. And from that, I think it's going to be quite likely that we're getting similar things in 
2023, which, you know, 27th of February isn't that far away. It's like this gets released and then what? It's a week, week and a half. Um, yeah. Like, it's actually, yeah, it's less than two weeks. It's less than two weeks, the, the, which I cannot wait. Now that I know that Pokemon Day is this big thing and on the 27th and probably for a couple of days before that, we're going to just have so much to talk about in terms of what is coming up. Likely over the course of an entire year, I'm excited for this. I am absolutely excited. But first and foremost, shall we just break down that it's actually it, it's it's already started, hasn't it? With the hashtag Pokemon Together uh, and the the um, the video that came out as of what did you say an hour ago? About an hour ago, as of recording. Yeah. We invite so, you to Pokemon together. Which is a weird phrasing, but mm-hmm. I, I like the sentiment that they're going with here. So there's a video on YouTube where it's basically showing off how people play all the different Pokemon games together. It's, it's not a lot more than that. You can use the hashtag on Twitter to share your photos of you, your friends, your family playing Pokemon together. And mm-hmm. let's face facts, Pokemon has always been based on the idea of social gameplay you know the idea of the link cable yep. bringing people together to trade to battle to collect with each other it was never a game you were supposed to play on your own and the fact that after all this time they're still sticking with that philosophy yeah it's really sweet does it mean something though for <laughs> what's to come that's the question interesting so it so i i before I answer your qu- question, there, I, it's all, it's almost strange actually because it's only in the recent generations that that like playing Pokemon together has become more easily accessible. I want to say with the you know the internet's a thing and Pokemon Go and mobile technology, but like you said, it's always been there from literally the first generation of being able to use the link cables to battle and trade. And it's actually really weird that for the longest time, especially over here in the UK and Europe, that, you know, gotta catch them all was, was seen as the strap line or the motto, whatever you want to call it. But actually, you know, Pokemon together, maybe not that phrasing, but like something along that lines of play together, collect together, battle together, trade together, like actually fits it better. Yeah, agreed. I am again, like we commented on it. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was the 1008 uh, Pokemon mm-hmm. reveal, wasn't it? It's like, oh, have you caught them all? I'm like, you're not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you know, <laughs> you, we, we dropped that after generation three when it, the first time we weren't able to catch them all. So yeah, I agree. I think, Pokemon together, it's again, it's clunky wording that I'm not a big fan of. I and I understand that it's not so much like as you say, it's supposed to be replaced with battle together, trade together, um, work together, whatever. Uh, and the idea being that Pokemon encompasses all of that all in one. So you Pokemon to I get it. I just think it sounds rough. Um I love the idea, and let's face facts, you know, Pokemon has brought us together. And yes. created this friendship. I have made many more friendships. Uh, we are now <laughs> weirdly part of a massive Discord server oh, of yes. Pokemon creators, um, Pokemon worlds, and things like that. Brought loads of people together, and it's you know we're now at a point where 
your daughter, my nieces and nephews, they're starting to get into Pokemon. It's bringing the generations together. It makes sense. It's a perfect tagline. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And that actually, that was one of the nice things in the video that that, that when it cycles through the different ways that you can Pokemon together. The last one is a family watching the Pokemon anime. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that that like that hit me a little bit because I have watched some of the episodes with my daughter and we are completely different generations apart. And, you know, she's been talking about what's happening in the the current anime. And then I tell her things about the very first series that she doesn't know about, like completely Mm. new information. And the fact that, you know, we're going through a similar journey in terms of Pokemon generations of like decades apart is it's 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 it's, it's magical crazy to think about. Yeah, it's magical. That's a better word. Yeah, it is absolutely magical. You're absolutely right. It's amazing. Shall we? So your your question about you know do we think this video is kind of maybe hinting at, at what's to come? Yeah, because this is very specifically saying check back February twenty seventh to celebrate Pokemon together. Yes. So they are saying to us like, look, Pokemon Day, we're doing something. And it's all mm-hmm. to do with Pokemon together. Yep. Now, yes, I want to talk about what we might see in uh, Pokemon Presents. Um, d- what I want to start off with, though, is Pokemon, the idea of playing together. You mentioned that's easier now than it ever has been before. Try that one again. <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> it's easier now than it ever has been before. Does that obviously stretches into Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, where you do have multiplayer? So... Part of me thinks, are they going to expand on that? Is there going to be more you can do in the multiplayer and things like that? But I just want to leave that idea hanging and we'll maybe come back to it later mm-hmm. because we've got some history to cover first. We we have. I Shall we work our way backwards? Or do you uh, want to start no, at let's the start, beginning? Let's, let's start at 2019, 2019 because that is the year Sword and Shield got announced. Now, the m- main reason I want to do 2019 is because that's the main year as I say, that's the year Sword and Shield got announced. But that's the start of them really focusing on Pokemon Day. So we had 2019 had a Pokemon Day announcement. 2020 didn't, but we did have a Pokemon Presents in January. Yeah. Um, then 2021, we had one on Pokemon Day. In 2022, we had one on Pokemon Day. And now we know we're getting something in 2023. So I think 2019 is a good place to start to see the patterns, yes. if there are any. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... 2019, if if I'm correct, we got that was the first trailer. Yeah, that was the first Sword and Shield announcement. Showed off Grookey, Score Bunny, and Sobble, the little CGI trailer of them all at the beginning. Right. Okay. And then not long after that, I believe we got was it the maps uh, of the of the region and uh, the name of Galar. Yes. Okay. So that was was 29. Go on. Was was there anything else on? that day doesn't look like there was no weirdly enough so this is the thing pokemon presents have got bigger over Mm -hmm. the last couple of years as they've gone oh we probably shouldn't just announce one thing we should announce all the things we've got going on uh because you know they start announcing cafe remix and pokemon go and masters and even some stuff about the anime like so it's interesting to look back on uh mystery dungeon dx was the first thing they got revealed love to see it it was a great little spin-off game uh when was 
Huh, it's not got it in here, but I remember as well, there was... It might have been on a different date. Excuse me, I'm just rambling. Right! <laughs> God, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Uh, when was Snap announced? So ah, it's, it's, it was in Snap. the June. It was in the June yeah. of that year, that's why it is. I, ju- I just got lost. Right. Uh, yeah, so you have Pokemon Mystery Dungeon got announced, and then we got announced the Sword and Shield expansion pass as well. That's right, yeah. Yep. So one year on, we got our expansion pass. Love to hear it. Well, I say that one year on. One year on from the announcement of Sword and Shield, because the game had been out two months at that point, and we got an announcement for, long, for no. the DLC. And I believe Pokemon Home was also announced then. As well, uh, stated for February 2020 release, fully enough in the same month as Pokemon Day. So, lots and lots going on there. 2021, again, back on Pokemon Day. This was the big one. Yes, because it coincided with the 25-year anniversary of Pokemon. So it was like, it, even though we still had Pokemon Day, it felt like, 20. I don't know if it was the same for you, 2021, it just felt like you couldn't get away from Pokemon. Yeah. It was just everywhere. And we got the Pokemon Presents on the 27th of February on Pokemon Day, which revealed more information for new Pokemon Snap. But I believe this is also when we got the announcements for Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl and Legends Arceus. Yeah, I I remember this one because I was sat around a mate's house and she turned around to me and went, hang on, isn't there like a Presents? And I was like, yeah, I didn't really fancy streaming this one. Um, I just, I just didn't feel up to it. So I sat and I watched it in her kitchen and just had my jaw open the whole time. And I was like, I really sad. I didn't, <laughs> I can imagine do this now because what? Literally, Legends Arceus blew my mind when I saw. Oh yes, it. that first trailer, just seeing a new direction for Pokemon and bringing along features that i think a lot of people have been asking for for a long time maybe not in any great numbers but there were you know a proportion of the fans that wanted you know a open world pokemon game where you're sneaking around they can attack you you're catching pokemon with pokeballs it just i can understand why your jaw was on the ground yeah it was a good one and i it's a shame i didn't uh stream it and then last year God, it's been a year, right? Um, <laughs> last year, we got the announcement for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Which I can't believe we got that announced last year. Again, it just time is really an illusion. But on top of Scarlet and Violet, we also got the Daybreak update, the event Pokemon for Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and a yep. whole bunch of stuff for all the mobile games. Oh, we got we got so much. Like, like last year, like when I was researching this, I just didn't realize how much was announced. Like yeah. the week leading up to um, Pokemon Day, there, there was so much release, uh, so much information released. Apparently, that's when we got Hisuian Snow anime was released yeah. as well. Loads of stuff for all the um, more mobile games. So Masters EX celebrating two and a half years. Pokemon Unite adding more Pokemon. Pokemon Cafe Remix. There was stuff going on in that. There was Pokemon Go events going on in that two so there was there was a lot going on in 2022 and i'm sorry but i need to go back one year um and this will make sense later on i promise um we also had in 2021 the the released a pokemon day website launch which included live results of a twitter hashtag poll on people's favorite pokemon and the other reason i bring that up is the overall winner was didene didene 
bizarrely, yes, um, which blew you my sure mind. It, there was sure an, it wasn't Greninja? There was another poll that happened later on in the year in a different method that was Greninja. But on that one, on this Twitter hashtag poll, it was Dedene. And the other reason I'm bringing that up is there might be three Pokedex entries about it later on. <laughs> so that's that's why I needed to drop that in. Right, <laughs> Continue okay, in 2022. So, yeah, 2022 is just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Now we're into 2023. We're getting something on Pokemon Day. Let's start with our speculations of what we could see. And I think the easiest way to start it is with the mobile games. So okay, Pokemon yes. Go. Yes. All right. There has been a leak. So if you don't want to hear anything, skip for about five minutes or so. Um, there has been a leak showing new sprites in Pokemon Go of Regieleki, Regidrago, and Hisuian um, Cleavor. Okay. So none of these have been announced yet, so it's very, very likely that these will be added in some kind of event that will be announced on Pokemon Day. So it's either going to be likely raids Mm -hmm. or tickets. So they have been doing a lot over the last couple of years of Oh, you have to buy a ticket for an event and then play during this specific time. Sometimes they're as cheap as 79 pence over in the UK. Sometimes they're about three or four pound. Um, so I'd imagine that's what we're getting for those Pokemon. So the other thing we could look forward to as well, possibly, is last year they did a full um, Alola release. They were like, look, Alola is coming to Pokemon Go. All of the Alolan Pokemon suddenly added in. We might be seeing that this year with Galar and Hisui all rolled into one. They okay. might just go, here they are. They're all available in the wild. Because at the moment, you still can't get like the Galarian starters in the wild. No, I'm... So, I think they'll add... It, it... So, I want to say that they'll add Galar and then they'll do Arcus at a late date because they need to stagger these out. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you've mentioned they're bringing... You know, the Cleavor leak confirms in. that the... Yeah, that's what throws me on that. It Like, surely... Because, like, what they've... What, I, playing Pokemon as much as... Pokemon Go as much as I do, they're very good at, at rolling out the older generations. They've moved away from just going, oh, here's the whole generation, and the months leading up to, okay, now you can get the Pokemon, is, okay, you can get this version, you can get this Pokemon, like, and slowly, like, bring them in. But it's a bit... I find it very strange that they are bringing Pokemon from two separate, I want to say generations, but they're not really different generations. Two different games. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's a strange one. Well, what it might be is a case of, because I've already added Ursaluna in there, as we discussed. Oh, they have, yes. Sort of last week. Um, so it might be a case of, as you say, you can get Cleavor is being added into the game as a one-off from Galar. Uh, sorry, as a one-off from Hisui. But this year, as a whole, is going to focus on Galar. That makes sense. You know, there's going to be a bunch of events bringing all the Galar Pokemon. It's going to be a Galar focus in Pokemon Go for the foreseeable future. I could see that being the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's likely to be the Pokemon Go announcement. Unite, probably going to get something. It's been, what, a year or two now since that's been out? Year and a half, two years, I think? Yes. I I, I couldn't tell you. Let let me just have a quick 
quick gander. I think in terms of what we're getting for that is I think we'll probably get a couple of Pokemon being announced. I think it'll be a case of, you know, a a, a snippet of the presents being, okay, this is the roadmap for the next 6 to 12 months. Here are the Pokemon that are going to be released and the the nearest one will come out within the the week or by me, by the end of February. It's been out since the twenty first of July, twenty twenty one. Yeah, so is that a year it? and a half. Oh, okay, right. Um, and we'll probably get some kind of um, maybe a game mode. They've done that in the past where they release a a new version, a new way to play. Um, and we'll probably get one of the one of the already hundreds of. Log in every day and do this, this, and this to get something. Yeah. I think they're likely going to do two two new Pokemon. That's how they usually do it. They'll go, ah, these are the two Pokemon that are coming to Unite very soon. One you can get after the presentation ends, and one will come out sometime later in a couple of months or whatever. Yeah. Um, the big question I wanted to think of was, do you have any idea of what these Pokemon might be? And do you think they'll add Paldean Pokemon to Unite yet? I don't think they will. Um, okay, why? So the Pokemon are very good, I think, of that with a lot of the mobile games, so Pokemon Go, Pokemon Unite, and uh, Masters EX, and Cafe Remix, but I know very little about that one. It It feels like they aren't the games to play, to get the latest Pokemon. They are the game they they're always a generation or two behind in terms of introducing new Pokemon. And that's what I'm basing this this speculation of. Um I don't think we will get Generation 9. I think we might get um maybe Pokemon that have so it wouldn't surprise me if maybe we get Wooper or Quagsire, but they aren't the Paldean ones. Mm-hmm. Because then it's kind of like here's the link but you aren't getting Paldean Pokemon yet. Okay. So at the moment, we do have, I think the latest generation in there is Gen 8, because you've got yep. Dragapult, you've got Urshifu. Um, I would like to see at least a Hosuian Pokemon added. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Um, they've already got Zoroark, so maybe Hisuian Zoroark, but also maybe not. It would depend if it plays too similarly. Which is like it's 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 debatable. Cleavor is the other main option I think of for Hisuian Pokemon, um, okay. but there's been a severe lack of speedsters forever. So I'm gonna throw my hat in for Hisuian Voltorb. Oh, I'd like that. And and there has been uh, you you could at one point play as I think Electrode from what I remember when there was one of the game modes, which I absolutely love that when you knock out a wild Pokemon, you become that wild Pokemon. And oh I'm yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Electrode was was one of them. Um, played very well as well. I really did like it. I think that yeah. Was so the there's speed. there's something already there for it mechanically mm-hmm. wise. So yeah, I think a Hisuian Electro would be really fun okay. to add in there. Okay, I like the idea of that. Um, Master ZX. I should probably touch on this one. Yeah, I you're play, the one who plays it. <laughs> I play it every day. Uh, it, it is an addiction. Um, we will probably get so. Um, Masters is very good at rolling out probably monthly content um and typically it's a bit hard to to talk about master zx in terms of okay generations because a lot of the events that you have going on while they are focused on a certain 
set of characters from a region, they blend in with other regions. So you might, so at the moment, for example, you've got uh, Lysander doing evil things as always, but it also brings in characters from other generations working together to stop them. Um, I think if we're going to get anything in Masters EX, you're probably going to get a load of um, gems and stuff in the week leading up to it. There might be a couple of extra game modes that allows you to get um, items that are a bit rarer in the game. And we'll probably get, um, you know, a bit of lip service, 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 lip service to the Paldean region, but I don't think we will get any Paldean sync pairs yet. Okay, interesting. Uh, the other one for it's not a mobile game, but it's on that same level as far as I'm concerned. Cafe Remix will have probably something announced because somebody's playing these games my, um, my daughter plays i think they'll just give away some free whatever the whatever they give away for free in that game i don't know they'll do an event of some kind yes, with the new yes. legendary pokemon it'll be sweet it'll be really nice uh mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. on to the bigger announcements yes. that i'm yes, expecting yes, yes. home yes I'm glad you've got that one down. So, so we know that we are scheduled home update in spring. They need to announce it. They need to announce when it's going to happen. Yeah. We need a date for it. And there's no better time than Pokemon Day. No. Tell uh, us abs- when we're going to be agree. able to trade Pokemon across Legends Arceus, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, and uh, the Paldean games. When is this going to be possible? It needs to happen. Agreed. I because And one of the reasons I, I think that has to be in this, because like... If they... So, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, that almost feels like an example of something you could do outside of Pokemon Day or Pokemon Presents, and you would hit the new cycle and everyone would be all over it. Pokemon Home expansion or, you know, being able to, to move these Pokemon doesn't feel like something that would hit them it wouldn't generate the traffic you would want it to so it makes on its own so it makes sense to bring that in with you know a bigger pokemon announcement which is pokemon day um i'm completely on board with what you're saying i think we will get an an, a date and we'll probably get a clip of okay this is what will launch these are how you know moving pokemon over will work these are the updates um, and here's the date. I- I'm completely on board with that. I think we're getting, uh, you know, timescales on Pokemon Home update. Yeah. Uh, right. Next on my list is, did you watch the Nintendo Presents? So was that the one? Uh, what What was in that? Was that the one with Zelda? The new Zelda yes. game? Yes. That was at the very end. They announced the new Zelda. I did watch it. I can't remember a lot about it. The Zelda Zelda was the one that stuck out to me. Was there something else in there? Did- there was. There was something very important in there. And I'm really upset that you missed it. Hold, hold on. Oh, let me get I think I know what you- Is it them removing some text from Pokemon Coliseum? No, I didn't know anything about that. Okay, right. You do yours first, then I'll do mine. They're bringing GB and GBA games to the yes! expansion pack. Yes. So, however, mm. on the Nintendo Direct, we only had, as far as Pokemon games are concerned, is Pokemon trading card game coming later. That was it. That's all we've had okay. announced. That's all we've had announced. There's okay. no way. There's just no way they can leave it at that. They have to Agreed. give us 
Gen 3 is the one that I've heard a lot of people talking about. Like, they'll bring Gen 3 out. I... Maybe I'm... Maybe it's Cope. Maybe I maybe maybe I'm just hoping beyond hope. But Gen 1, 2, and 3, come on, please. So... Please. I think... Okay. I don't think the... If they are going to... Okay, right. Let me let me go back to the stars. Pokemon trading card game, I think, makes sense to test the water in terms of, okay, are people going to pick up on this? Are people going to speculate? Are people going to ask for it? Okay? Yeah, there's there's a conversation that's been generated online. People want this. I mean, surely they should know this, but it's Nintendo, who knows? I think we won't get if if it is a case of we're announcing Pokemon game, the older generations you can play on the Nintendo Switch, I actually don't think we'll get generations 1 and 2. I think they'll hold off on that because we only recently, I say recently, had them on the 3DS. I think it will be generation 3 and then they'll move on from there and almost like cycle back to 1 and 2 at some point. Okay. And I understand that and that's why a lot of people are saying Gen 3 over Gen 1 and 2. However, oh, okay. the... The store on the DS is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. You can't buy those games. True. It's done. So, if people want access to them, there is currently no legal way to pay Nintendo for those games. Okay? okay? And the bit that has always wound me up is Pokemon Stadium is on the expansion pass. And okay. it's on there without its main feature, which is linking to Red and Blue. Okay. So, so for me... That's okay. why I am on the thing of they need to add those games in to make Stadium worthwhile playing. So that brings me on to my bit of news, okay? And I, I, I'm I, literally reading that. I'm going to read this from a Reddit thread because it was something that I wanted to do a bit more research on. I haven't, I haven't had time, but the fact that you're talking about that links in with this. So Nintendo of Japan removed the, in quotation marks, Pokemon cannot be transferred to these games, end quote, disclaimer from Pokemon Stadium in the new Nintendo Switch online YouTube video. If that's an, that could be an oversight. It could be a translation mm. error. It could also be proof that Pokemon Coliseum, because we know, uh, Pokemon Stadium, because we know it is coming to the Nintendo Switch expansion passes. Uh, I, I think, think it's already on it. It's already on it. As far as I'm aware. Oh, I thought it was coming later on this year. Um, but anyway, like there is, there is, I have seen so many comments from people going, "Yeah, I would love to play this game, but if I'm not transferring Pokemon, I refuse to play it because the rental teams are rubbish." Like, if they manage to pull this off, like, a, it makes you go, "Oh, I might buy Generation One and Two again," but then it also makes you go, "I might actually upgrade the, ex- I might actually pay extra for the upgraded expansion pass." Because then I can play Pokemon Stadium and use my Pokemon in it. Like, it makes sense to put those two together. Do okay. we think that's going to happen? I, I, I've i been stating that this is the only way to make Stadium work since yeah. they announced it. I agree. Um, I might be wrong. It might not be up there. I haven't got the expansion pass because it hasn't seemed worth it to me up till now. No. But, again, right. Here's the other thing. Go on. It's a shame that these are likely only going to come to the expansion pack and aren't going to be available to buy. Like, you're not going to be able to just go to the Switch store and buy these games. It may, it makes, I, sorry, 
That infuriates me that, that if that is the case. But from a it business makes financial sense. Financial <laughs> business sense, it, it makes sense, which makes me think they're going to do it. Also, like tinfoil hat time, like generation one, two, maybe three are coming to, you know, Nintendo Switch in whichever way it's possible. Oh, by the way, Pokemon Home announcement. You can transfer those Pokemon into Pokemon Home. Could you imagine that? That would be kind of insane. Um, so what? M- move Pokemon from red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, yep. crystal, ruby, sapphire, emerald into into Pokemon Home. And if into you home, re- if if you really go want to go tinfoil hat time, oh yeah, you can use your Pokemon in Pokemon Stadium. However. You need a Pokemon Home subscription to do it. More money. Okay, I I, I see what you're saying. That that's how it. they make it work. <laughs> yeah, I hate it, but I can see them doing it. Um, my only thinking on that is the fact that Ilka have not been very quick on the uptake of making Home work <laughs> for no true anything. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I I. <laughs> Like, they found it hard enough to make them transferable between the Gen 8 games, you know? We still can't trade between Legends Arceus and anything else. So, uh, eh, not sure on that one. Oh, no, no, I, I agree. There's, there's, this is me speculating, like, overkill. But, like, the fact that, you know, maybe maybe... Maybe that's why we haven't had some more announcements about home is because they are saving it for this big overview trailer of, okay, Pokemon Home's getting a massive overhaul. And as a result of this, these are the the major updates in terms of transferring Pokemon to and from legacy games, but also new games in terms of, you know, um, generation one, generation two, for example. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So GBA, GBA, GB and GBA games, that's on there. Right. Brings us on to the main one. Okay. DLC. Do we think we're going to see DLC? So I think, I think we'll get an announcement. However, I think before they do that, there will be a announcement around the update version 1.2 for Scarlet and Violet yep. that's currently slated for late february like when i when i heard that that like what a month ago because i remember us talking about it like it struck me as really weird that they would hold it off for so long hold it off for so long which made me think okay if it's a if it's a big project like okay it's bug fixes it's overhauling issues with the game like why would you put a date on it because that then you back up to the the same problems with Scarlet and Violet of crunch time and getting something done by a scheduled deadline, which doesn't work. So why would you do that? Which makes me think: is the update version one point two something that they've had working for a while, but it's they can't release it because it's potentially features or additions that are tied into dlc if that makes sense so what you wouldn't want to do is go okay we've got this update ready it isn't actually bug fixes it's you know game data for pokemon that are in the dlc you you'd want to hold back on that because as we know data miners would get into that pretty quickly and go okay we've we we know the 
10 new Pokemon that are being announced in the DLC a month and a half before it happens. Like, and that's, that to me feels like something that you could put a timestamp of late February because you know it has to launch with the DLC announcement trailer. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, the only information we have about 1.2 is that, as you say, it's going to come out in late February and will feature bug fixes and added functionality. Exactly. Like, that. No idea what that means. No. Do, here's the thing. So, like, last year we got the Daybreak update for Legends Arceus, which added a whole bunch of stuff to the post game, uh, like the massive mass outbreaks and the battling up at the top. Yeah. I could see them doing something like that. Where they go, remember we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, where it'd be really nice if they turned around and went, hey, we released the game. It wasn't really in a fit state to be released. Here's the stuff we've been working on. You get this for free. Yeah. Um, so it's not full DLC. It's not added uh, story content or anything like that. But there's something additional in there to just bug fixes. Yeah. To To make it more worthwhile, to make your investment feel like it was worth it to you know to actually just apologize for the state of the games when they released i could see that being a case i could see them announcing that and saying like oh you get this today after the presentation ends this is available for download also dlc is coming over the next year i could see that i think it goes back to what i was saying earlier on that like the the dlc would stand apart on its own in terms of getting into the news cycle. It doesn't need to be part of of Pokemon Day. And it might be a case of, okay, the original plan was to maybe release the trailer or the announcement of Scarlet and Violet DLC. But I kind of feel like from the the circles I run in that you know, Game Freak needs to repair some of the reputation damage they have done with the release of Scarlet and Violet. And what better way to do that than, like you say, something similar to Legends Arceus of, this will get you back into the game. Here's a here's some new additional features to tide you over and, you know, as a way of apologizing. I, I still maintain that, you know, there still needs to be bug fixes made to the game. But as we've already said, update version 1.2 is supposed to in some way address some, maybe all of these things. Um, I I really do think that if they... I can't help but feel, just from what we've already discussed, that every Pokemon day just seems to get bigger and better in terms yeah. of how can we one-up last year. And it does feel to me that like... How they do it this year is, look, last year we released two amazing Pokemon games and th- and as a result of that, this year we want to talk about how we're going to make the, re- the most recent game even bigger, better. We're going to make it so that there's more to do, more to get you back into it, whether or not you were, you know, the first week dropped off because you didn't like it or, you know, like me, you've played it to death and actually there's nothing left to do outside of competitive or shiny hunting. Um, And what better way, I guess, than to go, here's the DLC, this is what we've got state, you know, slated for it and people going, I'll get back into this game. Yeah. And that brings me back around to my original question is, does Pokemon Together give us a hint as to what this update might be? 
Because at the moment, you have the union circle. Now, yes. I was uh, getting some footage for a video the other day with Lewis, and it's just, it, the union circle confuses me a little bit. Because, okay. sure, you can see your partner, or you can see up to three other players in the overworld, and you can ride around together. That's kind of it. That, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's- when they pitched it to us, it was like, yeah, you can trade in the overworld. Except from you still have to go into the Pokeport yes, menu to yeah, yeah, yeah. do link trades. You still have to go into the Pokeport menu to battle, and then you get teleported to the, the school grounds. It's, I don't understand why there's not just, like, why can't I walk up to you, click A, do thing? Oh, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like... You know, so so as far as new functionality goes, mm-hmm. that would be something I could see them including. Is a case of like we're expanding on how you can play together. Does that make I, sense? It, no, we absolutely, I, I absolutely does. I I completely agree that it's when so when I on day one I, I went to the Union Circle and managed to, to to play with British Eagle and we leading up to that when we were talking about what we could do in it. We hadn't had the answers of here's a clear overview of what you can do and can't do in in Union Circle. I was amazed that we could do as much as we we could because honestly, I expected a let's go tether system that we mm-hmm. didn't get. However, I I I agree that like you're in a Union Circle with your friends and yet you still have to have all these clunky menus rather than just wandering up to somebody and talking to them and you know on top of the issues of not being able to see them battling and you know loads of graphical buggy issues going on there i would like to see more functionality to the multiplayer the the fact that like you say pokemon together it makes sense how they expand that though is going to be really interesting to see i wouldn't surprise me if we potentially get um, like we had the raid dens back in um generation eight with the uh, what was it? It was the stalling for time. While well, my brain works, um, Dynamax Adventures got there yes. in the end. It wouldn't, although surprise- that was a DLC thing. So it wouldn't surprise me if we got something similar, but it was more focused around the let's go mechanic of okay, there's an opponent's base. You need to get to the end of it. You can work with up to four players to take in one to three Pokemon each, and you have to force your way to the encounter at the end. Okay, interesting, because when you finish the game, it's spoken about that, you know, the team star bases are going to be transformed into training spots for the school, and then that's never expanded upon. So I could see that being where they did something like that. Again, not sure if we'd get it in the free update, but I could certainly see that for DLC. Yeah, I... So the way... I I do agree. Like I, I bought it up not because I thought it'd be free or paid, but because I was trying to think of how can they expand on the multiplayer with what's already in the game? So that's one. The other thing, which I don't think they would do, but you never know... And it's a, it's a little bit disappointing, actually, that in Pokemon Sword and Shield, we got the, um, the I don't, can't remember what they were called, but you remember how you could ride the bike in the wild area, you had to pop the balloons? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was absolutely amazed 
that we had that in Sword and Shield. In Legends Arceus, we had something similar with the ride Pokemon and, and going through, I think there were circles or something. I can't 100% remember. I think that was also balloons. Was it also balloons? Um, and yet, in this game, we got none of that. And it... Mm. And like it, it almost feels like it's built for it. For it, yeah. And like when you then go to the um to before you can battle Grusha in the 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 ice type gym, like you have a you know you're skiing down the slopes through these these um checkpoints. And I I maintain like that is my least favorite all of them because of how buggy it is. It do, it just doesn't work. It is so clunky and it doesn't run smooth. But that's another aspect where. I expected that in the base game and potentially, you know, a multiplayer version might come later of, oh, you and your friends are racing to pop the balloons or find the balloons on the the island of Paldea. Um, If we had that mechanic already inside of Generation 9, then I would be arguing, yeah, I think we might get that added to the Union Circle in multiplayer, but... I, I can't see that. I, I, I'd imagine that's too much work for them to add, unfortunately. See, it's a real shame because, like, as you say, I think that kind of racing really does lend itself well to uh, Scarlet and Violet. I think it would be really mm-hmm. cool to have it where, you know, you, you and your allies could all do it at the same time. So you're literally racing each other. And then you could do it where, and this is a big stretch here that's probably never going to happen. but you could have it where it's user-generated content, where people can build their own race courses by just putting balloons around and then upload those to, you know, where you go on and you can search for p- people doing yeah. raids and stuff like that. You just find people's race courses and try and set best times and stuff like that. I know it's really silly, but it's just these little functionality things that would extend the life of these games for me. You, I mean, you right. look at something like GTA Online. Yes. Yes, that was what I, I was going to say, because the single play, the, the reason that has been on three consoles now, three generations of consoles, isn't because of the single player. It's the multiplayer. Yeah. It's the fact that it keeps adding and updating and including things that you can do. And like, don't get me wrong, I, I think I did about three multiplayer races and I never wanted to touch them again. However, I have seen videos and clips and, as you say, user-generated, and they look at fun to play all of a sudden and they're they're keeping people in because it's almost like you know here's a here's a sandbox to play in do your thing players and create the content for yourself yeah i mean i again i'm not a big multiplayer fan on gta it really wound me up but i really do like like the parkour courses that you can download that user generated content where it's like oh yeah here's a car go ride across these random ramps and rooftops and stuff like that get to the end it's just, if you give people tools, they will make a game for you. Oh, yeah. So I'd love to see something like that added. I don't see it happening. Um, yep. It seems very anti-Pokemon. Um, DLC, we'll, we'll circle back to it. I don't want to spend too long on it because we've done entire episodes on DLC before. One or two. Final answer. One or two. Two. Two? It, it, yeah, two. two. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do what they did with Sword and Shield of... You pay up front, and then you will get one, and then eventually you will get two. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I th- I'm still amazed, to be quite honest with you, that we only got two of Sword and Shield. I expected a third one. I, I really did. Um, and they might have just gone with two 
to test the water. Like I, because the, they would have had to balance. Okay, how many pieces of content can we push out, and how much do we think people are willing to pay for the DLC? And and I, I really do think that we with Generation Nine, it feels like they really do want to create a game that that lasts that keeps people coming back to it mm-hmm. and they succeeded they succeeded with sword and shield in terms of the online and the the raid dens yeah i think they nailed the raid dens especially the dynamax adventures as i say that's where i poured so many hours into sword mm-hmm. and shield i'm not a big fan of the raids in this generation at oh the no moment. definitely not no no um well we, we might be alone in that you may have different opinions at home and that's fine but they do nothing for me and mm-hmm. i would love to see a different variant on those that are more entertaining um <laughs> just let me borrow pokemon again just don't don't make me have to like grind my azumarill up to level 100 in order to take part in a raid like i just- i I maintain we will get Dynamax Adventures. It'll obviously be a different name, but I we will get that again. Like, it was so successful. You only had to look at the fact that, you know, a month out, well, a day out from Scarlet and Violet, people are still playing it. Yeah, like, fair. Like, there's a reason it lasted so long. It was so fun. It gave you the opportunity to, to use these new Pokemon, and there was a reward at the end of it. We're getting that again. Whether or not it's in, you know, in a free piece of DLC, paid DLC, and if it is paid DLC, whether or not it's one, two, or maybe even three or four. Um, like, we're getting that. That is... I I will be more amazed if we didn't get that. I think people would be more surprised if we didn't get a version of Dynamax Raid for Gen 9. Yeah, agreed. Uh, one last thing. Go so on. let, let's say On the, DLC, do you mean? Yeah, on DLC. Let's say they announced DLC for this. Do you think it would be... Um, the focus of the DLC, or at least the announcement, would be more story-driven, more gameplay-driven, or a mix of the two. So I think if we're going to get a DLC announcement, we're going to see very little. Because Mm. when they announced the Sword and Shield DLC, we saw, like, the arm of Slowbro. We saw, uh, I think, like, the tree. Was it pictures? Yeah, it was a bunch of pictures, like, all in design and development process. So we didn't really see anything. It was well and truly a teaser. I think if they're going to tease anything that would make the fans' head explode, you tease the third legendary. Agreed. Yeah. You see definitely. its silhouette. You see you go into uh, Area Zero, and the camera keeps going into a tunnel, and you follow these winding tunnels all the way down, and down there, just glowing in the background, is something. That's it. That's all you need. Agreed. So that's that's what I think they do. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll see much, but I think a DLC announcement is coming. Okay, Agre- agreed, agreed. And it makes sense to tie all this up in Pokemon Day 2023. It, it just, a massive present with presents with pretty much everything that we've spoken about. And yeah. actually, one thing that we haven't spoken about, anime or movie announcement, which they've, that, they've that was That past. was on my list. I think we should get a start date for the Scarlet and Violet anime. Yes. Now, they don't usually talk about the mainline anime on Pokemon Day. We've had it before where they announced Hisui and Snow, but this is different. 
this is the start of something very new yes and the the difficulty is i guess with the anime is you know you bring out a new generation and it's ash again it's ash on his adventure you know what you know what to expect therefore you know if you are going to watch it like they have got to figure out okay we're announcing a new anime how do we how do we transition the people that have watched the anime for several years, couple of decades into this new one? Because there'll be a core group of people who probably go, ah, it's not following Ash. I'm really not that fussed. I'm no longer invested in, I'm not invested in these new characters. So why should I start watching it? So it, it feels to me that we will get something around the anime just to start teasing it and make people go, oh, you know what? I'll give this a try. Yeah. I mean, we've had. Obviously, the reveal trailer. We've had since then the sprite, uh, not the sprite designs, but the character sheets have come out. Um, with like, we've had Rico with her yellow bag across her chest and stuff like that. It's a little bit of, I'm not a big fan of the character designs, if I'm going to be honest. I was a lot more impressed with them in the reveal trailer than I was on the character sheets. Um, Pokemon need to sort their shoe game out as well. Their shoes are. (laughs) garbage (laughs) i know it's a really weird thing to focus on (laughs) but it just it stuck out to me like a sore thumb yes i think the difficulty is i don't know if you'll get a start date because obviously it's different between japan and the rest of the world Mm. so maybe it would just be a case of okay this is not the reveal trailer this is this is not a teaser anymore here's the first actual trailer for the anime that would be kind of cool this is what you can expect going forward I would yeah. like that. I think that would go really well. Um, I do, would they be opposed to putting anime footage on there with Japanese and then just subtitling it? Or do you think they would just do voiceover and have none of the characters speak? Um, you know what? I think we as an audience, if we are to expect another language from any game company, it is... Game Freak slash Nintendo, because in the in the past when we have watched these presents, typically it is someone from Japan normally talking, not in English, in you know Japanese, and then they dub over it. Sub over, yeah, dub over it. Like I think doing the anime that way would get a pass because it is expected, or at least yeah, expected that you could do it that way with Pokemon. Hmm. My other thought is that we did have the Iona reveal trailer that had Japanese with subtitles. Oh, yes, yes. So maybe, maybe they get away with it. I don't know if it would put some people off. you got to remember who Nintendo or, uh, or Game Freak are advertising to. Like, a lot of them are children. They might go, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's all subtitles. <laughs> like, no, that's not... Your one won't be. <laughs> no, no. And that, to be fair, though, with, with some children, some children will be there for they'll still engage with the spectacle of what is going on on screen, even if they're not reading it. Like I've had my daughter watching stuff that isn't English before, but Mm -hmm. she's engaged with what is being shown on screen. Yeah. But if that's the case, uh, then the dialogue doesn't matter. And in which case, just take it out and just have voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, I would like to see something about the anime. I would like to see something more official and, you know, this is it. This is what we're going to get. Just Mm -hmm. to set our expectations up. There's one last thing I want to ask about Pokemon Day, about Pokemon Presents. And it's, do you think we will get an announcement 
for a new game. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect this one, but but like I should have done because in the past, typically, it's never just about one Nintendo Switch Pokemon game. It's always about multiple Switch Pokemon games. Um, okay. Um, again, don't want to talk too much about this because we have already spoken about this in previous podcasts about you know what we think we are potentially getting from the Switch. Um, I'm on the fence, but I feel like this is a Pokemon hot, Pokemon not situation and I, and I can't be on the fence. So I'm going to be brave and say, yeah, they're going to announce another Pokemon game coming out um, either at the end of this year or the beginning of 2024. Spinoff or mainline? Spinoff. Okay. Any you? idea for a spinoff? Uh, either... Um... I, I I would love to say it's Let's Go or a Legends game. I don't think we will. Well, those are mainline, sir. Oh, are they now? Right. Okay. Okay. Um, in that case, it's yeah. Um, I would love to see a mainline, but I think we're probably getting a spinoff. Um, maybe we're getting a. I think we're gonna get something new, and you you want to know why? Because Game Freak went above and beyond with Legends Arceus. They they. We know the story behind Legends Arcus of the team really wanted to try something new. And whenever we've had any other Pokemon game that is outside of the mainline games, you don't really hear anything about the developer or what the Pokemon company thinks of it or what Game Freak wanted to do. Like they really did make it clear that the core the core team wanted to try something new. So I think we aren't going to get legends another legends announcement or a let's go announcement and then i think we are going to get a this is another type of game that we have wanted to create and it's coming out later on this year or the beginning of next year interesting that's my that's my out there take that probably isn't right but we shall see makes sense to me what about you what, oh what... i'm on the fence about it no you can't be poker heart poker night you got to pick one got to pick one and you gotta stick you gotta stick by it and live by it, okay? Okay, I think DLC will be enough. I okay. think they're not gonna announce any new games because they're still on cleanup from Scarlet and Violet, really. I can understand that. Or yeah. more importantly, it's really funny because I'm like, they're still on cleanup for one of the best selling games they've ever had. Um I think that's true. I think they are still on cleanup. Mm-hmm. But I also think they're still gonna ride that wave. I think as soon as you announce something new, what's currently out there already feels old. I get that. Yeah. So, mm. no, I don't think we're going to get anything. I think DLC will be the big announcement at the end of this one. See, just just to kind of like jump on your point there about, you know, if you announce something new, what we've got currently is old, which is, I guess, why I was kind of leaning towards something that isn't a mainline game where, okay, if you if you want the most up-to-date competitive catching or the most up-to-date Pokemon, you still have to play Scarlet and Violet. But if you want a little side quest, you want something that's a you know a similar flavor but a little bit of a different taste, here's a spin-off game. Yeah, that's fair. I just can't think of what spin-off game they do. No, neither can I. <laughs> no, a I'm, se- I'm a sequel to Pokemon Conquest. There you go. There, oh, I, I yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, something complete. Yeah, give us something completely different. Like, give us something that... But it's hard to think because the problem is Pokemon has have 
done that much in terms of spin-off. You know, they've got trading cards, they've got anime, they've got pinball, they've got, like, they've tried so much. Like, we've got things for sleep and brushing your teeth, you know? Mm-hmm. like Well, we haven't got is... anything for sleep. Well, That's still well, we not out. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, where, like what, have the, what could they announce that would make you go, all right, I didn't expect that. Ranger like, remake. Hey, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I can see that. Although I, I, I don't know how you do Ranger on a Switch. Um, no. because it would be like handheld only. No, I'm sure you could make it work. You could make it work. You could make it work. Okay. Right. So I guess tune back in a couple of weeks for us to go, yeah, we were completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we completely wrong. Or we nailed it and you should listen to us about everything we talk about ever because we're yeah. always right. I, I honestly feel it is, there's going to be no middle ground. It is going to be, we absolutely got everything wrong or we got pretty much everything right. I guess we'll see. To be confirmed. Shall we move on to the returning segment? However, it's now Pokemon Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, and we are once again discussing, breaking down the the late, I say the latest three episodes, the first three episodes. Of Ultimate Journeys. We're on the final season. This is it. This is it. And I'm... Well, ish. Ish. So... The link you the, sent the, me. The, the last on. couple of episodes don't count as a season. They're like a special couple of episodes. It's agreed. Fine, right? Yes, agreed. Um, even though the first two episodes are almost, they One. do. They follow I, off each other. They follow off each other. So I, if it's okay with you, I want to take them separately. If that's okay, because they don't feel connected enough. Yeah, that's fair to discuss as a whole. Um, so. Starting off, we're, we're in Winden, and I don't know why, like, I don't know why I got hooked on this point. The train coming into the station, it looks amazing. Like, I, The I, opening to this to this episode is really beautiful. I don't yeah. know what they've done, but, like, I looked at it and went, oh, we're in Galar. This yeah. feels very Galar. It does, and it looks fantastic. I, 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 I've actually, one of the great things about not watching these on Netflix and watching it on this other place is the fact that i can screenshot it and i'm just staring mm. at the screen sh- screenshot of the train station and i'm blown away by how beautiful it looks and the thing is it looks like one of those where they do the paintings for the backgrounds yes. in old in old animation except from it's all moving, moving. And even the stuff that's moving is the same quality as everything stunning absolutely yes. stunning yes absolutely uh, absolutely amazing and um ash and go bump into the ghost gym leader alistair which I didn't expect. Like, I thought, honestly... We were in the world of Pokemon Sword, because we've already had B. Yeah. Like, I... I Like, it actually took me a few moments to go, oh, um, wait, why are they What does here? that mean? Because, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> because, like, and it's addressed in the next episode of, like, but, but I was always under the assumption that, like, they didn't coexist. Like... B and Alistair had never met, interacted because they were from two different, like, worlds. if you want to go to the, mul- yeah, two different worlds, multiverse theory, whatever you want to talk about, like, they didn't occupy the same world. So the fact that we, like you say, we've already mentioned, you know, met B several times, and now all of a sudden Alistair's here, like, really threw me. Yeah, especially considering you go back to, like, Red and Blue where it was a case of you could only have one Pokemon gym per city, which yeah. is why when Sabrina moved in, she took over the gym leader position because she beat the fighting type gym. 
Yeah. Which which then becomes the dojo. So it's kind of pre-established that no, you don't have two gyms in the same region or in the same city. That's not a thing. So yeah, it's it's a very odd concept to wrap our head around. I'm glad it's not I'm glad it's not just me confused not confused just like trying to wrap my head around i think it i think it breaks the lore i I, I, that's the issue i have with it yes you know it could be a case of like galar just runs differently and you know what it because we've not followed galar's gym league it's okay for them to break the lore a little bit here because we don't explore it enough to have to dive into it but again that just leaves it more open you yeah, know, is it a case yeah. of when you go to Stowe's side, you pick one of the two? Yes. Could you battle them both and skip a later gym? What's the situation here? Yeah, yeah, because there's two. Um, because there's a there's another gym. Uh, I can't remember where it is, but there's you can either take on is it Jordy, the rock type gym leader, or or his mother? Oh, it's his mum. I didn't as know far that. As, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his mum. Oh, right. Which is why I always thought they were taking place at different times. Yes. Because yeah. like he takes over the gym after she retires and stuff like that. So it, yeah, Gordy. Is his name Gordy? It's either Gordy or Geordie. I say Geordie, but I might. And only because it's based in Galar and the the Newcastle comparison there. So, but yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, because it raises the question of could you beat all four of them and then skip out the last two gym leaders who are the most difficult? Like there's, it's yeah it, it opens up a huge can of worms um let's move on <laughs> because we're like two minutes into the episode so far um i should go bump into alistair follow follow him through a door they appear on a platform and like the announcer say says like ghost train departing and straight off the bat i'm thinking ash go are you not like <laughs> you're not listening listening to it because they, it happens multiple times it isn't just a, like in the background once in your missy it's a easter egg for people that are listening but like they mention it several several times to the point yeah. where when they're then on the train they say did you not hear the announcer well if you heard the announcer why did you get on the train like yeah. <laughs> why did you lich like getting on a train just going to where i need to go yeah but it's a ghost train would you get on a ghost train if it was taking you somewhere like uh, d- maybe Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, so while we're on the train, um, which is, is like this, this train is almost a character in itself. Um, which I love. Uh, Ash is possessed by a spirit tomb, which that face, like Ash's face when he's possessed is the stuff of nightmares. But I'm guessing Go can't see Ash's spirit tomb face because he doesn't seem to react to it. Yeah, I it's it's weirdly, yeah. So I think sh- he does. I think he can tell that Ash looks weird, although it is dark because he only True. has the face in the dark when he yes. when it's in the light. Sort of, he switches back to himself. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure is the answer. I I I'm very surprised Pikachu doesn't pick up on anything. Yeah, you um, know these two who are supposed to be like we can think like each other is never going. Hmm. That's not my Ash. Yeah, because like when Spiritomb is in control of Ash, like he says things that Ash would never say. Like mm. the way he kind of calls out Go and taunts him, you'd think at least one of them would go, Hmm, something's off here. This isn't Ash. We just happened to be on a ghost train and bumped into a scary looking rock. You'd think like Go has has been shown to be quite clever in previous episodes, 
And yet here, it's almost like, okay, we, we need to not dial him back, but it's almost like it, it kind of makes it obvious that they only make him smart when they need him to be smart for the sake of plot progression. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, he's not dumbed down, but he's certainly not as clued in as he usually is. No. Um, before, you know, while, while we're just progressing through the train, we get to see Sableye, who's just casually munching on gems. And I've never been a huge fan of using Sableye in the games. However, in the anime, and especially in Pokemon Unite, like, I fall more and more in love with this Pokemon. The way it acts, and it's just casually munching on these gems. And it, like, it reminds me of, um, uh, is it Stitch from Lilo and Stitch? Yes. Like, they've done that on purpose, but freaking love Sableye now. Like, he's absolutely amazing. I love it. It's a fun little Pokemon. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up is Ash has seen a Spiritomb before. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> Which winds me up to no extent. So he like- should notice the Keystone. He should. Because they all, like, if the Keystones were different or just generic pieces of rock, you'd give them a pass. But they all look the same. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, um, one little Weird bit of... Go on. Sorry. I was going to say, weird bit of lore here as well, because we know that Spiritomb is 108 uh, malevolent spirits. Malevolent spirits. Yeah. yeah. One of them can leave, and it's still Spiritomb. Yeah, that was... Now, <laughs> mm. they're bound to the keystone. Yeah, so Don't how... think you know what bound means. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the definition of bound is like, you are stuck there. You are not getting away. But... Why does it just go into Ash? It's never... It's never explained why it just goes into him, yeah. how it's able to possess him and take him over, why it's just the one spirit, why the other spirits want it back, how the other spirits aren't less powerful. I so many questions. Yes, yeah, it opens up. Yeah, like because what happens if like like it's got one hundred and eight? What happens if like fifty five of the spirits go into other people. Like what happens because Spirit Tomb then is less Spirit Tomb. Does that make sense? Like does mm-hmm. it just like is there a certain like why what first of all, why 108? But like 108 almost made it feel like okay, 108 is the is the minimum maybe that you need to bind it to a keystone. Or 108 is the maximum you can bind. And yet apparently not, because you can lose one and Spirit Tomb doesn't seem any different for it. Yeah. It's strange. But it winds anyway. me up a little bit. Yeah, agree. It's a fun enough en- ep- it's a fun enough episode. We get to meet Alistair. Yes, who we do. is an interesting character, so, if nothing else. Agreed. Um the question I've got though is how how are they gonna save Ash? Are they going to, you know, remove the spirit from him? They're gonna restrain him? Are they gonna exercise the, the spirit? And no, a branch falls on his head and knocks him out, and we get a PG-friendly exorcism with sinisty. Yeah, like removing the spirit, which then goes into Ashy's shadow. And I do like this part of Gengar going into Ashy's shadow, which makes sense because Gengar can pass through dimensions. I love uh-huh. that. I absolutely love that. That is what happens. I can't remember if it's this episode or the next episode, but we see Gengar. Gengar's like what Gengar sees moving through like these extra dimensions uh-huh. where it's, th- it's this one when he jumps into the shadow. Yes. So you get it brought up early on because they go through a uh, carriage full of Drifloon mm. and it's like Drifloon will carry you off to the ghost realm. It's like there's a ghost realm. 
okay, uh, yeah. that's fascinating. What's the ghost realm? Is that where ghosts come from? Or is that where ghosts go? What does that mean? Do people die? How does this work? <laughs> there's all, there's, yeah. And then he jumps into Ash's shadow. And then there's a whole shadow realm. Is that yeah. the ghost realm? Or well, is that the shadow realm? Are they different? How does this work? <laughs> but this is the problem. We brought this up so many times. Is the anime, like, it, it opens up so many questions. But it refuses to answer them. It just flat out like, no, don't think about that. Oh, look, this is the next shiny, shiny, pretty thing that we want you to like focus on. And again, I get it. Gengar is the shadow Pokemon. It makes sense that it can go into the shadow. That's a really cool bit of lore that's been added in. This, this, this is the thing. They've like taken little bits and then they've added to it. And the bits they've added don't make sense. Don't make sense. You're no. toppling my Jenga tower. Stop it. <laughs> what, like, what, yeah. What, what is like strange is the fact that like Go takes on the Absol. Um, sorry, Go and Absol take on Spirit Tombs to try and stall it out. And when they return the Spirit to it, Spirit Tomb just kind of shuts down. So does that imply that active Spirit Tombs are active because they're missing a Spirit? No, this one was just enraged because it didn't have its spirit. Right. Which, again, you would think the hope for all of them, all the 108 spirits, is to get out of the keystone. You'd think so, Not you? to be all together. <sighs> um, anyway, we... we, we Although, that, that being God. said, in Legends Arceus, it is a spirit of Spiritomb. It is one of the 108 that sends you to go looking for the rest. Yeah, it does, Maybe yeah. the spirits actually, maybe that's it. Maybe the spirits have been like, you know, bound for so long that there's almost like they Stockholm just, syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just like, they need each other at this point. And yeah, if one of them gets split off, it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, really uncomfortable for the rest of them. It's like, oh, this is weird. We need to get that last spirit back. So that would explain why Spirit Tomb is just a bit angry. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, how Spirit Tomb pronounces its own name, like the, the sorry, not pronounces, but like Spirit. Yeah, Spirit Tomb. It's like okay, that isn't okay. What, that's what you went with. I expect I expected just something a lot more sinister. Sinister. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. And we didn't get that. I was I was a bit disappointed with that. Um, so Alistair explains that the Ghost Train is to transport ghost Pokemon, or as Alistair says, someone like me. But that raises the question of how did Go and Ash get on the train then? Uh, right. Ash is connected to Aura. Maybe that's, yeah. you know, Pokemon life energy, uh, infinity energy. Aura is all synonyms for one another. So Ash having connection to that can allow him to pass into the spirit realm. Ash has also died before. He had his spirit taken out by ah, Hunter Gengar and okay. Ghastly in the first series. Yeah. So maybe that he has access to the ghostly sense. realm that way. Go. Go is just go. He does what go, he wants. Go is just go. Yeah. He just, just does what he wants. Um, I, I've only got one last little bit that I did like about that is um, go catching a um, Shininja. Yes. Just, that was kind of cool. And you see all the Ninkadas come up in the ghost forest. I'm like, Okay, how are they going to do this? All right, they all evolve into Ninjask, and then the yep. Ninjask all fly off, and it's like, uh, Shedinja has been registered to your yes. Pokedex. I was like, like what? Oh, oh. We, we went there. And it, it explains it just randomly appears in a Pokeball, but I always assumed it was 
the train had to be your Shedinja. Yes. Not that just Shedinja just... So you could just be walking past, you know, one of these Pokemon evolving in a bush, for example, and then you get to the Pokemon sense. It's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to heal my five Pokemon. They go, well, you've got six. It's like, Mm. wait, what? I did like that, though. And yeah. Shininja's date like has the one of the cutest anime voices I've ever heard. Oh, I will say though, they walk up and start poking it. I'm like, don't! It's got one what, HP. You you walk HP? it out. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Crazy! No, don't do that, dude. Um, yeah. Overall, though, I uh, despite my frustrations, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was a nice introduction back to the series. Um, as I say, it looked absolutely gorgeous in the beginning. Yes, definitely, and. Nice introduction to Alistair, even if it doesn't make sense for him to be in this. Yeah. He's a fun character. Yes, agreed. But in the second episode, The Winding Path to Greatness, we we find out why Ash Why they were going to Stone Side. They were going to Stone Side, and why in particular they needed to... Well, they didn't need to, but it made sense to bring in Alistair, um, because Ash wants to be able to Gigantamax his Gengar. Like, so it, it, it makes sense. I mean... Probably should have explained that maybe in the first episode, but... He didn't know Alistair was the gym leader, despite the fact that he's wearing the gym leader outfit that they all wear, but... Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah. He wasn't to know. But this is where we get a bit more information about Stoneside does, in fact, have two gyms. And we even get B once again. Um, But this building... Ash turns down a battle... <laughs> I know. What was that? Well, I we know why that was. It's because he's already war- he's already fought it three times. He's he's completed his arc in terms of fighting and, and overcoming B. It didn't make sense to have another one, but th- sorry, it did. It. From a story perspective, it did. It. In an animation perspective, it didn't make sense. From a character perspective, though, like Ash would well be up for that, right? Yeah, probably. Ash, yeah, more more than likely. Um. So the gym building that they're in, it's just a rundown building. So they don't share the same building, which is where I thought they were going with this. No. So it's it's kind of implied that Alistair has a gym similar to like other regions gyms. Yeah. And then B has a stadium. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Which- so because they go up to the gym and once they finally figure out how to get in, um, Alistair turns around and is like, look, I can't teach you to G-Max here. There's not enough room. So we have to go to the stadium. The stadium is B's stadium because it's got the fighting type uh, symbol on it. So it's like, what is... <laughs> I just don't yeah, yeah. understand what <laughs> no, the lore no, is. No. Just... <laughs> Again, raises more questions than we expected. Let, let's, we're going to get down into a rabbit hole and a, just rant if we go down this whole two gyms, one place. So let's move on. Um, so. I expect, honestly, I expected a battle between Ash and um, Alistair. I'm glad that's not where it went, honestly. Mm-hmm. And Gengar, you know, Ash is pretty confident he can make Gengar Gigantamax. And I do love for a moment that Gengar thinks it has Gigantamaxed, it seems, even yeah. though it's only Dynamaxed. And then it just keeps trying to, like, if I just open my mouth wider yes, and stick my yes. tongue out more, I'll be <laughs> Gigantamaxed. That's how that works. I absolutely, I absolutely love that, and I, and what I did like is the fact that this builds on the lore of the games, where yes. originally some Pokemon could Dynamax, but sorry, all po- most Pokemon could Dynamax, but not all of them, or not all the same species could, in fact, Gigantamax. It was a rare occurrence. Um, but then we get the additional lore of 
you can just eat some of the Mac soup to do it. Yeah, I was really worried that they were going to be like, yes, I can teach you how to Gigantamax. I'm like, that's not no, a... Th- oh, that's Max, not mushroom, Max, Max, Max Mushroom Max Soup. Okay, that's fair. Fair All enough. Right. Like, exactly out of the games. Absolutely love it. Um, also loved the fact that they took the time to animate Alistair being creepy. And then it cuts to, like, a side perspective if it actually shows you how it looks. And he's just, wave, like, waving his arms weirdly. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Um... The teacher <laughs> tracked down the Max Mushrooms, but the, the guarding the way are some glaring corsola. And it, it, the Pokedex entry says, like, basically, do not touch them. Otherwise, they'll think they'll be in, they're being attacked. Ash awakes one. And I, I just love Go's reaction of just shouting, you'll be cursed at the exact same time that he just lobs a ball at it and catches it. Like, not that's, even That's just his answer to everything. Just like, ah, fear! Throw a ball. <laughs> just throw a ball and he catches it. Absolutely love it. Um, There's obviously all the usual hijinks of trying to track down more Max Mushrooms, including escaping from a Trevenant, which is, like, a little bit terrifying. Like, the anime really does justice to, like, in the games, ghost Pokemon just feel like a type. Whereas in this ghost Pokemon, in the anime, ghost Pokemon feel like they are in some way related to death and mm. the afterlife and, you know, just actual ghosts. Yeah. You know, they will actually haunt you. They will actually curse you. They will end you. Yeah. It, it, which is true. Like, the Pokemon world has always been terrifying, but the idea of ghost Pokemon and dark Pokemon actually existing is something that we only really get explored in the anime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um one one more thing that i have to uh bring up is grookies and menace as always um oh i hate this freaking monkey it's actually starting to wind me up now. yeah like just attacking the sleeping dra- cloak, um yeah. causing it to fly around um that's your second clue as to what pokemon are going to be in the pokedex guessing game later on um so they brew the max soup have to wait overnight and another thing that i like is this conversation between Alistair and Gengar. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you want to get stronger because if you get stronger, you get to stay with Ash, which is all you want is to stay with someone. Yeah. And you get the flashbacks to how Gengar was found, how he was abandoned by his first trainer. And we've seen this story over and over and over again where Ash picks up abandoned Pokemon from other people, but it's just nicely executed. Yes. Agreed. Like, I haven't got anything else to say on this episode, but the like really strong opening to series three yeah agreed and again b gets to come back and just be like huh you did it yeah nice really enjoyed those two episodes um episode three yeah uh, yeah it's it's about magnemite it's it's about francois and ren who is uh for those of you thinking who is ren ren is one of the um uh is it cerise labs um yeah research fellows well not they're the kids are research fellows they're research assistants i assume maybe i don't i honestly don't don't know it's one of those strange ones where they have been such a feature of the past three series but it's only now that i know it's no ren's name like yeah. three series on and it made made sense that we got a back uh, you know a ren centric episode because last season we had the side up girl Side exactly like can't even remember like and I'll forget on Ren's name by the end of next week like they are just yeah anyway so um we get... I, I'm gonna start this off by saying I preferred the Psyduck episode 
Agreed. Yeah, this this felt a lot weaker. It, it there were elements that I enjoyed in this, but it was mainly the flashbacks. Yeah, the current day story just felt like it was it was just overcomplicating things. Of oh, there was a solar flare. Oh no, magnemites are out of control. But Ren's magnemites okay. And okay, because he to- puts tinfoil on it, except from the the solar flare is still affecting the magnemite because there's a satellite that got damaged and the satellite is currently over us and is causing waves that's sending all the magnemite weird and they're going to super duper yes, mega evolve. That's the thing that that because at first when they started connecting, I was like, okay, so this is basically causing mag- magnemites to involuntarily evolve into magneton which is where I thought they were going with it. I was like, okay, fine, I guess. And the story was then going to be about, you know, Ren and Francois, and is it still the same Pokemon? Does he, like, how does that, is, how is that going to work? But then they start talking about, like you say, this, they're going to have this rare version of an evolution that that seems to be that it won't be Magneton or Magnezone, it would be something new, right? Yeah. It's 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 Ultraton Mag Mag Magna Bro. I don't Which, know. Which like that's never gonna happen, so why have the story around that? You know? Like I'm I'm not being funny. Like, if I was a Pokemon researcher and there was a chance that all these Magnemites might actually evolve into something new, as a researcher, I and we're bordering on ethics here of would I want to stop that? Yeah. And the thing is that I I, I was sitting there wondering, I was like does he own that thing? <laughs> wow. It evolves. Like, because his Magnemite is part of the evolution? Is that how that one works? one of it, apparently. Well, one billionth, however. <laughs> yeah, like, how does, how does that work? Um, so, I, I haven't really, like, I haven't got a lot to say about the, the present day. The, the, the backstory, I did enjoy that. The, you know, that Francois goes to this coffee shop and there's this, you know, you know, quirky little magnemite that doesn't actually belong to the owner of the the coffee shop and it just goes there because it enjoys the 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 chandelier, um, chandelier? is it? Um, yes. And the, then the reason why Ren keeps coming back is because, you know, he quite likes this magnemite and bringing items for this magnemite to try and like gate to feed off the electricity and then, you know, the shop closed down and Ren gives, you know, Francois a new name and he ex- finds out why this Pokemon has a nickname, which I love the fact that we get a tri Like, I always enjoy in the anime when trainers nickname their Pokemon mm-hmm. because it- there's just a greater bond and there's a story there. Yeah. I like as well that it's like, oh, would you mind if I called you this from now on? Yes. And as you say, it's a really lovely reason why he calls it... Uh, What's it called? Francois. Flor- Francois. It's named after the cafe that they met yeah. in. I love that. Which is, which is sweet. I like that. I, I wish like 80% of this episode had been the backstory. I would have enjoyed yeah. that then. Just as a one-off episode, I would have enjoyed that. Rather than I all... Th- go on. Go on. No, uh, no, go on. I was going to say, I think they missed a trick. Okay. I think instead of it being a random satellite, it should have been a Magnazone. Okay. Because Magnazone yeah. is already like UFO shapes. Maybe it comes from space. It could have been a massive Magnazone. It would have been fine. And it was sending everything mad. And mm. then 
they could have either fought it or go could have caught it. And then yeah. that would, would have made everything better rather than this, where it's just like, was it really that the satellite just got turned off at that point that oh, made everything fine? That's or my was last it just note. like, was it just that, uh, Francois came over himself? Like the power of friendship. A, oh, what a garbage ending. Yes. Agreed. Like, and the fact that they even had the narrator, like, basically insult you, the audience, by going, oh, <laughs> did they turn off the satellite? And t- I'm, I'm just sat there thinking, are you kidding me with this? Like, no. I, oh, they, it really wound me up because like, I, re- I was, watched the first two episodes thinking, okay, starting strong. And then this comes along. And I actually had to watch the last 10 minutes twice because I zoned out. Yeah. And that's fair. Uh, yeah, just mm, the, like we've said in the past, there is a really good story in here somewhere. Just the execution fell short. Yeah, agreed. Well, overall, I'm quite happy with Ultimate Journey so far and look forward to the rest. Of yes, it. me too. Me too. Connie, you up for playing the game? Let's do it. Three out of three this week. Guaranteed. Okay. Wow. Okay. Perfect. In front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each, and Connor has to spot the fake entry. So you you probably already know two of them. So uh, Dedene is up first. So Pokedex entry number one. Its electricity generating organ is underdeveloped and it has to charge from external sources often. Because of this, it lives close to humans. Pokedex entry number two. Its whiskers serve as antennas. By sending and receiving electrical waves, it can communicate with others over vast distances. And the third and final Pokedex entry. It sneaks into people's homes and steals electricity from their outlets. When your electricity bill seems off, it's the handiwork of this rascal. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Good. I, re- I really want that to be true. <laughs> okay. I really want that to be true. So because of that, I'm going to go with the second one. Okay. So the third one is, in fact, a true Pokedex entry. Yeah. Okay, so it is so he is described in the Pokedex as a rascal. However, it's actually the thir- first Pokedex entry that's the fake one. Is it? Okay. Yeah, there we are. Um okay. The, the the fact that you know Whiskers serves as antennas and sending over, you know, vast difference distances, like those two real Pokedex entries I felt were both sounded so fake. Like, I know it, it's got antennae for mm. whiskers. Like, I was well aware of that. I just, it was one of those things I was trying to outsmart you, where it was a case of, like, if there wasn't a Pokedex entry about it, that's the kind of thing you'd write about. Yeah, I get that. I completely get that. So, Spirit Tomb, Pokedex entry number one. Its constant mischief and misdeeds resulted in it being bound to an odd keystone by a mysterious spell. Yeah, that was true. It lays curses by thinking wicked thoughts. Writings tell that this Pokemon was born out of the assembly of five score and eight malevolent spirits. (laughs) That'll be Legends Arceus, okay. Pokedex entry number three. The first appearance of this Pokemon was half a millennia ago. By sealing the sins of evil people into an old keystone, Spirit Tomb was unintentionally created. Okay, um, interesting. So... Have you just reworded the third one? I know the first one's true because I brought it up in a video. Is the fact that you know it it, it specifically used a spell, mm-hmm. um, which means that people used to have access to magic and stuff like that. I know it was made five hundred years ago. 
Uh, so the half a millennia thing is right. I don't think they've ever written half a millennia. Um, the other thing is as well that you said old Keystone instead of odd Keystone. So was that you misspeaking or was that a typo on your end? Mm, interesting. Guess you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can tell me if you just spoke wrong or whether that's what you've got written down. That's a fair question, sir. It is, and I'll tell you after you guess. It's the third one. It is the third one. Well done. <laughs> and you were absolutely right. The second one was Legends Arceus, and I did write it down wrong. And then the moment I said it, I was like, oh, no, that's giving it away. So well done. Well done. The third and final Pokemon is Dracloak. Is it Dra- Dracloak? Dracloak? Dracloak. Dracloak. Pokedex entry number one. It's capable of flying faster than 120 miles per hour. It battles alongside Dreepy and dotes on them until they successfully evolve. Oh. Entry number two. Dracloak spend... Uh, it sounds like I'm saying that weird. Dracloak spends all day caring for Dreepy. It's unknown if the bond these Pokemon share is that of a parent and child. And the final Pokedex entry. Without a Dreepy to place on its head and care for, it gets so uneasy, it'll try to substitute any Pokemon it finds for the missing Dreepy. Mm, the third one was in the episode. Second one didn't feel right. So between those two, I'm going to say the third one. And I'm going to tell you it was the tell second you it was one. The second one. <laughs> every time. Every time. Every I time. don't know. I'm just going to have to start doubting myself. <laughs> yes. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah. So the reason I picked the, well, the first and third one, which are true, um, is because a they both have both elements of both of them are mentioned in the episode, which made me think maybe you'll go, oh, okay, that's why he's, he's picked that. Um, but also, obviously, as a Generation Eight Pokemon, it hasn't actually got that many Pokedex entries, so mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot to pick from. Um, so one out of three this week. Um, but I really enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed that. I love, I love this game. I love this game. Shall we move on to comments and questions? Yes, please. Fantastic. Uh, we've got. Two this week that we're going to discuss. Um, so, first uh, question comes of Gym Leader JC over on YouTube. Do you think that the anime should rotate protagonists to reflect the current games with modified versions of the storyline of said game, or should they go in a completely original direction within the Pokemon world? Have you got an answer for this? What are your thoughts? So, we're obviously getting Rico and Roy in the next for for Paldea. Now, it's kind of suggest, I'm sure I've read somewhere that they're going to be traveling the whole Pokemon world and won't just be exploring Paldea, which is a little bit of a shame because it kind of made sense for Ash to do that in Journeys because he was revisiting a whole bunch of places we'd already seen him interact with. Um, and it was a nice wrap up to the series. I'm not sure if it will work with a new character because it just seems unfocused, if yeah. that makes sense. And as we saw with Galar, Galar really didn't get as much exploration as I might have liked. And it would be a shame to see that with Paldea, especially considering how open Paldea is. However, that being said, uh, no, actually, we we need Paldea explored further because there's not a lot going on in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, Do I think we're going to drop them after, you know, Gen 10? I think so. I think the difficulty you're going to have is that if they've... Because we know that between the two of them, they're going to have all three starters. And it kind of looks, at least from the 
reveal trailer that we've had that Rico's uh, partner is going to be Sprigatito. And I don't think you can have a Sprigatito or f- uh, Florgato Flor or whatever the evolved form is called. I forget now. Mas- Mas- Masquerada. I don't think you can have that as a trainer's partner Pokemon outside of Paldea. I just don't think it works. Um, you're not going to be able to replace Pikachu as a partner Pokemon that way, especially not with one of the stars. So on that long-winded note, I think, yeah, we're going to have to replace them every single time, which is going to suck uh, on, a, on a level because they've either got to get to the point of, oh, I've achieved my dream in one to three seasons, or we're just going to have it very unsatisfyingly end. I haven't really got much to, else to add on to that. You've, you've pretty much summed up my what I'm thinking exactly. I think if they were... I, I think the fact that they are going to apparently explore the world is a mistake on their part. I don't think they should be doing that. Like you, For the exact same reasons, there's, there's a, a lot of rich lore for Paldea that isn't there in the games that you know the anime should explore. And the reason why Ash exploring the world made sense is because he'd already proven that he was such a a powerful trainer. And, you know, these three, these two new trainers, it feels like a bit of a disservice to Ash that, oh, yeah, these two new trainers who are probably really young and fresh out of school, if not in school, can just explore the world and... I just don't. Yeah, it'd be like sending Go off on his own from the very beginning. Yeah, it just wouldn't make any sense. It's like Ash in 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 the very first season. Like I know that they couldn't do it because only Kanto exists at that point. But it was just like, oh, Ash, here's your Pikachu. So, oh, you're going to the Hoenn region. Okay, well, interesting choice. But go on then. It just it just doesn't work. And like the fact that if these characters were going to stick around, I completely agree with you that. They would have one of them would have a Pokemon that is almost the not the new mascot, but a strong enough Pokemon to carry the the mantle of Pikachu for several seasons of the anime. I don't think any of the three starters are that. And I think you're absolutely right that you can't then have okay, Gen 10, these characters are going over, they've got you know, they can pick the new generation 10 starters, but they've also got Sprigate to Sprigate, whatever's final mod. I, I couldn't pronounce it. I don't know why. Um, I'm too tired. Um, I just, I think we're getting, I think they're going to cycle, but the, the, but if they're going to cycle, why would you have them exploring the world? That is the thing that is, is not confusing me. I just don't agree with that direction. Yeah. Strange. Yeah, I agree. And like 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 um the, the second part of what Jim Leader uh, JC said is you know feel we uh, they feel that we missed the opportunity to real experience Galar and you've you've touched on that and I've in the past that absolutely right focus on one region at a time and then maybe you could then at a later time you know bring in a character that is strong enough to go okay I'm going to explore the world or do it in you know, content that isn't the main anime, like on YouTube where they do generations and all the other things and just have a different character explore the world outside of the anime. It, it doesn't work for me, unfortunately. I mean, I might be completely wrong, um, but we'll see, I guess. Oh, I've just done a little bit of research and apparently we've already got a release date. Oh, okay. For the new anime. It's April 14th. That's really not that far away, is it? Why, isn't wow. it? 
Oh, it's a couple of months, I guess. Yeah, oh, fair enough. It doesn't feel um, like a long time. And this is the bit I was reading. So, the new series will be a new dream and adventure set in the entire world of Pokemon, where Liko and Roy will go on adventures with many Pokemon, including Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxley. So there you go. Going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, to be fair, I'm looking forward to watching it because, like, the current... Okay, what's been quite nice coming back to Journeys, uh, coming back to the anime with Journeys, is the fact that it's the it's the anime that you love, but there's a new twist on it, which I really like. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they continue to evolve the anime without Ash. And I'm, I am kind of glad that they're not just going back to, okay, they're on one area and they're just going to do the eight gyms on them where it goes from there. But at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed by that because we haven't had that for Journeys or the Alolan series. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, and, and it made sense for us. Anyway, um, should we should we touch on the next uh the, the next question, which comes courtesy of Linky Linky again on YouTube? What if we fuse the Golden Rob podcast hosts together? <laughs> and you came well, obviously. The- <laughs> obviously, last week we were talking about Pokemon Fusion, so it makes sense yes. for this question to come up. And the answer would be. We are Ken! I love that. I absolutely love that. Because what was the alternative name? Uh, Benner. <laughs> Which I just do not, that doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sit right with me. So do us a favor, get your fan art on the go and send us images of Ken. Oh my God. Do it. I would, I would absolutely love if that was the, I absolutely love that if, if that was the case. Do you so think you can it, send your R yes. or your questions to <laughs> goldenrodpod at gmail.com, just like other people, or you can comment on our podcast on YouTube. Obviously, you can't put a picture. Also, do you think our YouTube content would get stronger or suffer because of being fused together? I mean, I think it would be a weird conversation. <laughs> because was. i i imagine it always working like if you're gonna fuse two people i always imagine like the dragon ball style fusion yes so yes. i'm not sure whether we're patara fusion or a fusion dance that's for people to decide on them our own oh, um, i want to dance <laughs> we, we're gonna do the fusion dance that's we're fine fusion, um, fusion dance. get it wrong a couple of times and we can turn into fat ken and old ken and stuff like that <laughs> um but the issue you've got is those two the two fused people kind of speak over each other when when they do it so it'd be a case of like both of us talking to ourselves over one another which is kind of what we do anyway yeah it would be no different <laughs> would it <laughs> love it oh let's move on to the plug section uh what it, what content have you got coming up uh coming up i am currently working on a video about if they'd done terrestrialization right in scarlet and violet Ooh, for the gym challenge okay. Oh, ho, ho, ho. that is going to be. I want to say. I want to say controversial, but I don't think it will actually. Because I don't I think, think so. I th- I think I nailed it actually. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that because I'm. I must admit. Um, I did like. I did like the fact that I think they went in the right direction, just probably not far enough, in my opinion. Of okay, like the. Okay, the electric gym is the perfect example where they bring yes. in Miss Magius. It's got levitate, which syncs so well with the electric typing. And I think that's one example of where it worked really well. But then there's a lot of gyms where actually it's really disappointing. Um, okay, here's the premise. Instead of the gym leaders terrorizing into their gym's type, yes. they terrorize out of out. it into something that counters what you brought to counter the gym. 
Yeah, love it. I love that. I think that would have worked. And that's where Iono's kind of is a halfway yeah. point because it, it doesn't counter it, but it nullifies your type advantage that you've probably bought. Um, I, I, I love that idea. In terms of what I've got uh, coming up, uh, next challenge video, Psychazar, I have edited the script. I've done it twice over. Um, I'm recording the audio this week, so probably out ne- and next week, I'm hoping. Uh, week after, at the very latest. Um, got a couple other things, but I don't want to talk about them just yet. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Captain Fidget. And I'm Ben, and you can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya!